This is episode number 161 of the Fearless Presentations podcast, the fastest, easiest way to eliminate public speaking fear. Want to absolutely eliminate public speaking fear? This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on Fearless Presentations, Doug Stanett. everybody. Welcome to Fearless Presentations. I'm Doug Stannert, CEO of the Leaders Institute, and my goal is to help you become a fearless and professional speaker and presenter. If you were with me last week, I covered how to introduce yourself before a presentation or before a speech. And actually, one of the situations that came up this week from one of my clients was it was a place that I hadn't really anticipated that technique actually working. But in hindsight, it, it kind of makes perfect sense. And that's in a job interview. So, and by the way, when I say job interview, this could be an interview where you're looking for employment, you personally are looking for employment, or it could be where you're interviewing with a client company, or you're actually conducting an interview, uh, and you're looking to hire a consultant, or you're looking to be hired by, you as a consultant is looking to be hired by somebody else. So, those are just some of the ways that that the interview process kind of works. So, this week, we're going to talk about some different ways to reduce nervousness, when you're in one of those high pressure interviews, those things can be nerve wracking. I mean, it doesn't matter how good of a presenter you are. If you're in a situation like that, it can really test your nerves and, and make you just timid and and um, and kind of question yourself and question how good you are doing this stuff, right? Been there myself. No, it's one of those challenging things. Um, we, we're going to have to break this up into a few segments. Um, if I'm able to get the uh, the content for this week in the next week we're going to cover uh, a, a technique that you can use in the interview to actually ace it so how to how to answer questions more effectively when you're put on the spot but this week we're going to focus on just the nervousness hey by the way the podcast is brought to you by the two day fearless presentations public speaking class and as the COVID restrictions are, are being reduced in state by state we are finally 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 beginning to schedule our in person public speaking classes. Um, we've already done one in the Dallas-Fort Worth area where, where our home base is, and then we just closed another one. Um, this, there's one that is scheduled for April 22 and 23. That one's now closed. We'll close that one this week, but we still have seats available in Tampa, Houston. Both of those are in May, and then also Las Vegas and Atlanta in June. So um, if you're looking, if, you, if you've been putting this off, if you've been looking for a good time to uh, to um, to really focus on reducing public speaking and becoming a, a more fearless presenter, then this is a fantastic time to to um, kind of tackle that that challenge because airline tickets are really cheap. So even if you're not in any of those four cities that, we, that I just mentioned, you can get on a plane fairly inexpensively. And hotels are really cheap right now, so um, you can actually conquer that that um, that challenge in a very short period of time and at a, a fairly low cost as well. 
If you want details about any of that stuff, just go to our website at fearlesspresentations.com. And by the way, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, make sure and do that. And and if you really like the content that we're putting out, then make sure and give us a five-star rating and and write a review for us on your podcast platform, you know, like Apple Podcast and actually wherever you you download the podcast, make sure and leave us a a nice review on there. I do love to to see those. And that really is appreciated by not only myself, but my team here as well. All right. So let's get on with today's topic. Hey, so the title of today's session is how to ace the job interview. And basically what we're going to talk about here is conversation skills that will help you really wow an interviewer if somebody is interviewing you for a job. Um, and, and by the way, just to, to kind of get started here, if you really want to establish solid trust and solid rapport, during an interview process. And by the way, this could be for a job. It could be for a, uh, a project that you're working on, anything like that, where you know people are going to pepper you with strange questions that can be hard to, to answer. Um, then, then the stuff that we're going to cover here can be very helpful. Um, just so you know, pr- prospective employers, people who are looking to hire, um, they're, they're first going to lead to kind of weed out the um the the bad prospects or what they consider to be the bad prospects with the resume. So if you're and by the way, if you are looking for a job and if you are looking for a way to improve your resume, uh, make sure and check out my sister podcast, which is High Impact Leaders, because we actually talk about that since we're doing the job interview on this podcast. We, we talk about how to actually design your resume in a way that gets gets you noticed in a really positive way. So that's that's um, will come out on Wednesday of this week. So make sure and check that out. Um, so basically, what these interviewers do, though, is they're going to weed through. Their, they'll they'll go through all the resumes or or the the applicants, and then the hard part comes, you know, because next they have to see if each one of those candidates that they've kind of shortlisted fits within the team. So the job interview is really the main way that they determine this. This is this is what they use to determine whether or not the the candidates are going to fit within the team. So basically what what I'm going to cover in this session is some ways that you can kind of relax and and really kind of take charge of the interview. And in fact, if you if you pay attention until the very end of the final session of of this series, um, at the very end, I'm going to I'm going to show you a really really simple way that you can take all the pressure off of that interviewer and really build that trust and rapport and kind of take charge of it so that they really have no choice but to hire you. And I'll show you how to do that at the very end, very last thing that we that we cover. So basically, the, the three parts of this session, though, part one is going to be how to reduce nervousness during a job interview. We're going to cover that today. Uh, part two is how to research your prospective company and, and actually research the job interviewer as well, the person who's going to be interviewing you to anticipate what questions are going to be asked. And then finally, we're going to show you a step-by-step process to help you answer those, those questions when, when you're under pressure. So let's kind of cover each one of these um, one at a time. So let's start with how to reduce nervousness. That's going to be the main focus of this session. So one of the things you, you want to remember uh, about a job interview is it's really, it's just a conversation. In most cases, the interviewer isn't really trying to trip you up. There may be some questions that they're asking that are pointed for a specific reason, 
but for the most part, it's not like they're they're asking questions that that are designed to embarrass you or to trick you or anything like that. Um, the 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 interview questions, though, really what they those interviewers anyway, what they really want to do is uncover any items that may make you a bad fit for his or her team. So obviously you want to be yourself. If you pretend to be the person that you think that the interviewer wants you to be, then it's you're going to seem ingenuine. You're not going to seem real. And, and you're likely going to experience a lot of challenges throughout the interview if you if you try to do that. So I by all means do not try to to, to change your um, presentation or change who you are to try to fit to try to try to give that interview or what he or she is really looking for. But um, here are a few tips that you can use to relax and, and really be more genuine. Be yourself so that you're more likely to 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 um, leave a positive impression on the person that's interviewing you. Um, by the way, not all of these tips I'm going to give you are, are going to work in every single interview, but if you use them consistently, it's going to help you reduce your nervousness as you do more and more interviews. So let's start with the first tip. The very first thing that you want to keep in mind is that you're going to feel very nervous. This is not a normal type of process that we're going through. Anytime you're being interviewed to determine your worth as a human being, that is not an easy thing to do. So you're going to feel nervous. That's normal. Don't don't let that panic you because it, that nervousness is going to be there. However, the nervousness that you feel is not going to be really obvious to the the person who's interviewing you. You can still appear to be really calm and cool and collected and still show some energy. Um, If you think about it, most of the nervousness that we experience, um, just whether in any type of speech, really, but in a job interview, especially, it's, it's totally real. You feel that nervousness. However, unless it's really, really, really extreme, the interviewer, the person who's who's asking you the questions is likely not going to notice a lot of the things that you're feeling. You know, for instance, your heart's going to start beating faster um, unless you actually have a heart attack while you're on the interview. There's no way that they're going to know that your heart is beating faster. Does that make sense? So um, you may actually get the sweaty palms or the butter, butterflies in your stomach, those kind of things. They're normal as well. But again, unless you're doing something to call attention to it. Most likely, it's not going to be seen by the the person who's doing the interview. Um, some of the stuff, by the way, that can be seen can actually be advantageous. You know, for instance, a lot of times when we get nervous, we tend to talk faster, and when and this can actually be perceived as enthusiasm or eagerness, and and we're and you can actually use that to your advantage. So sometimes that nervousness can be be seen as as eagerness or enthusiasm which we're going to talk about later on in the in in one of the additional tips all right so tip number 2 the second thing is you don't want to write out your answers ahead of time it's important i mean you do want to anticipate what questions will be asked and we're going to show you how to do that in the in the next session but um but and, and you do want to practice by the way you do want to practice answering the questions once or time, uh, twice and in fact that's another thing that we'll cover later on in the tips and is uh, some a specific way that you can practice that'll that'll get you some really good results the thing that you don't want to do though is you don't want to pre-write the answers to the questions and we didn't really have to give this tip until very recently because now a lot of people are doing interviews via Zoom, you know, they're doing virtual interviews or doing some other type of online platform. And what happens is 
since we're nervous, one of the things that we'll do is we'll kind of write out the answers to an anticipated question. And then when, when the person actually asks us a question, something that's similar, we try to read it. And when we read that answer, that's, I mean, that's, that is death on the job interview. You're going to fall out of rapport with that interviewer pretty quickly, especially if they kind of see that you're reading, or if they can, if they somehow guess that you're reading, then it, 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 it can really harm the, um, the confidence that they have in you as a, as a candidate. So you really want to avoid that. Don't write them out word for word. You don't want to, um, uh, appear as though you're, you've got some kind of memorized or written, written presentation. And by the way, that falls right into tip number three. The third thing that we're going to cover here is you don't want to memorize the responses, right? You don't want to anticipate questions and then have a, a canned memorized speech or a canned memorized response to a question. Um, that's a, another huge mistake that people try to make because all right, if you pull it off, if you're able to do it, you might score a few points in with the interviewer. However, it's going to increase the complexity of the interview exponentially, because if at any point during that process, you forget what you're going to say, you're going to go blank. It, it can be really, really challenging. And so um, we, we're, I'm going to give you some tips and in, in the next session, I'll give you some, some ways that you can actually answer questions in, in a more spontaneous way that will help you sell the value of your expertise to that, that person who's doing the interview. And that works a whole lot better than trying to have a, a canned response that you've, that you've memorized. Tip number four is for the interview. Anyway, you want to show up early. <laughs> you want to show up to that interview early. Now, remember, in most cases, the first impression or that first interview is, is also a first impression that, that the person is going to have of you. They probably have not seen you before. And so um, interviewers, by the way, I, I mean, I know this from my own personal experience when I'm doing interview, when I'm interviewing candidates, um, we believe when we're interviewing that that your absolute best behavior that the applicant is ever going to have is going to be on that interview. It's all downhill from there because they're going to put their best foot forward. They're going to be early and they're going to do all, you know, basically when, when we're going through that interview, everything, whatever happens on that interview, as good as it is, is probably not going to be quite as good when somebody actually starts working for your company. And um, and if it's bad, it, that's just a precursor to what's going to happen in the future. So, so just kind of keep that in mind. A lot of us are kind of jaded that way. So um, if you show up just in the nick of time, or even especially if you show up a few minutes late for the interview, it creates an impression in the mind of the person who's interviewing you. And, and now they're, they're going to be more likely to believe that you're, you're going to be less prompt, that you're going to be less timely after you're hired as well. So whatever they see during that interview gets, they, they tend to exaggerate that in, in their mind. Um, and there's also another really powerful advantage to, to showing up early to your, your um, interview that um, because if you're rushing around at the last minute, you're going to appear disheveled and and you're not going to be on your best game anyway. And since a lot of interviews now are virtual, you sh you probably should anticipate some kind of technical glitch. So something something with the technology is not going to work the way that you want it to. And you can get on early. You can test your audio and video. And and if you're showing up, 
you know, in the last minute and you experience one of those technical glitches, then the pressure is going to go up really, really early. Whereas if that happens 10 minutes and you're able to fix it, now you now you can kind of calm down. It's not going to be as nerve wracking. So if you're so when you're on one of these interviews, make sure and show up early. Um, number five is that before you walk into the room or if you're if you're um doing this virtual before you actually hit the start button or turn your camera on or whatever it is. What you want to do is you want to pause and take a single deep breath. Hold it for a second. Slowly let it out. A lot of the symptoms of nervousness tend to happen from an increased heart rate. Um, and, And basically all you really have to do is just kind of close your eyes for a second Take a very deep breath from your diaphragm. That's going to help you. It's not going to eliminate your nervousness, by the way, but it will help you reduce a lot of the symptoms, at least reduce those symptoms a little bit. Because what we find is that we get the absolute most nervous right before we say anything. And in in that split second when the camera's coming on and we haven't said anything, nobody said anything yet. And there's like awkward kind of pause. That's when the nervousness is going to be most high. So if you can kind of keep your calm and keep your cool in that specific part, the moment that you say something, a lot of times your nervousness will kind of decrease down and, and you'll, you'll make a, a, a much better first impression anyway. Tip number six is that you want to smile and be happy, right? No matter what you're feeling, you might be feeling really nervous. You might be feeling scared. You might be feeling terrified for that matter, or you might've been having a bad day or whatever. You can't let any of that come across in the interview. You got to show happiness. You got to, you got to smile when, when people see you for the first time. Um, Many of us, by the way, myself included, and really it's a, it's a fairly high percentage of the population, about 50% of us, when we have what I call a stern neutral look, meaning that when we're when we're showing no emotion, like if I don't show any emotion, other people will kind of look at me and perceive that I'm angry or annoyed or something like that. It's just because my neutral expression tends to be seen by other people as being kind of negative. So a simple smile when you first meet with the with the that job interviewer, it goes a long way. It really kind of sets the stage for being a more pleasant conversation. And by the way, this is this is this way is easier to do if you are excited about working for that company, which we're going to talk about in a couple of minutes. So that energy and enthusiasm that you that you show is going to be really important. Um, Okay, before we get to that, though, there's number seven, the seventh thing, the seventh tip is that you want to remember that you are the absolute expert in this job interview, right? Um, because guess what? The topic is you. <laughs> you are the topic of this interview. Um, so let me kind of tell you where I'm coming from. In, in high school, if you've gone to college or, or done any type of, of advanced degrees, what tends to happen is teachers in those situations will make students give reports in class to very... Um, challenging audiences, their peers, you know, young people, um, teenagers, you know, they're not the most attentive audiences in, in some cases, right? can be very distracting. So a lot of times teachers are, they're trying to uh, give the students an opportunity to um, grow as a speaker and to conquer public speaking fear and that kind of thing. But in reality, because of the situations that we put young people in, it actually ends up causing more nervousness. You know, for instance, a lot of times when we're asked to give reports in class, we are asked to give book reports, you know, or a project report. Maybe we're working with a group and and we have to give a, a report on how the group 
finish this project or something like that. Well, when we speak about things that we know very little about, we're going to be nervous. You know, if you, if, if you read a literature book, you know, of mice and men or Huckleberry Finn or Charlotte's web or whatever it is that, that you read, you read that once. Right. And a lot of times because we waited until the last minute, we probably didn't read it in great detail. We might've skimmed some of that stuff that's in the book and that's not just reading or skimming a book is not going to make us an expert on that topic. So what tends to happen is we get up and we speak in one of those situations. We feel that natural nervousness because we're not an expert on that topic. Well, what happens is people go through that specific situation. And then a lot of times folks will actually grow up thinking that they're not a great speaker because of the types of presentations that they've been required to deliver. Well, in the job interview, the topic is you. You are the only expert on that topic. Um, And as the expert on that topic, you can't be challenged on anything that you say. Um, by the way, when so when especially if you use the technique that we're going to show you next week. So the, the the technique that we show you is a way that you can highlight your expertise in a way that once the person who has asked you the question hears you answer a question that way, they go, oh yeah, total makes sense. Person's an expert on that topic, and that's really what you want. That is what you're looking for, and that's what we're going to cover next week. Uh, tip number eight is you want to show enthusiasm and energy. I, I covered that. I, I touched on this a few minutes ago when, when we talked about, you know, smiling and being happy. Um, but but I, I saved this as the last kind of major tip because it's really the most important one. This is the one that is going to be really critical. The more energy and enthusiasm that you show in anything that you do, by the way, but especially on a job interview, the more likely you are to get the job. You know, if you speak a little faster, talk a little bit louder, you make confident gestures when on occasion when you when you speak you're going to show energy you're going to show enthusiasm and by the way the enthusiasm that you show is really the number one main characteristic that every employer wants in a new team member they want somebody that's eager they want somebody that's enthusiastic they want somebody that wants to be there wants to be a part of their team and so when you show that you're much more likely to to get that approval of the person who's who's conducting the interview. All right, so there is a tenth tip. I didn't actually list this as the as one of the tips because it's it's one that when you after, when you do those other nine things, it's going to help you perform better. This is the one that you have to do in addition to those other ones, right? So it's it's that you once you have that that those tips that you can use and and help you perform better. The next step is to practice just a little. You don't want to over-practice, just practice a little. Because when you practice, um, by the way, it's it's important that you practice with a partner of some type. So you might get a friend or a coworker or a significant other, somebody who you trust that you can that that you can give a series of questions to, or um, you know, the technique that I like to use anyway, or I suggest anyway, is to ask your partner to try to put himself or herself in the shoes of the actual interviewer. So basically do some research on that interviewer, interviewer, which we'll show you how to do in the next couple of minutes and um, and give that research that you've that you've accumulated to the person who's going to pretend to be the interviewer and uh, and have that person um, be a little bit more spontaneous, you know, be a little bit more fluid with the questions that he or she asks so that you get a, a more realistic um, appearance of what's going to happen in that interviewer. 
or in that interview anyway. Um, so, um, but in order to do that, by the way, I'm going to, I'm going to touch on this um, really quickly on this session, and then we'll go back and cover this in a little bit more detail next week as well. But these are just some of the things that you can do to, to do some research on both the prospective company that you're interviewing with, or that, that is, is offering the job. And then also the person, the job interviewer, to because the the more you know about that person, the easier it's going to be to anticipate questions that that person might ask. Um, um, by the way, the interviewer will often use the the resumes. I kind of talked about this earlier. They're going to use res, resumes to kind of weed out the unqualified candidates. So if you make it to the interview process, the interviewer often will believe that you are probably qualified. You know, they they have a favorable favorable impression of you for the most part. That you can you can anticipate that that is likely the case. So basically, what he or she is going to use the interview for is to see if if you can work well with that team. So they're looking for more of the soft skill type things. They're looking for how you communicate, how you work with other people, um, how um, how confident you are, and and. And being able to kind of back up what you know and be, be able to explain that very quickly. So they, they, they want to know, by the way, if your values are in line with their corporate values as well. The bigger the company is, the more likely that company is going to have a set of core values for the organization. And if you do just a little bit of research, you can kind of make sure that that's true for you. When you're when you're interviewing with a with a person at a specific company, you go do some research on that on the the core values of that company, and see if the strengths that you have or the things that you believe are in line with the values that the company has as well. And if they are, it could be a good fit for you. And you can show them in the interview. You can show that person in the interview that that's true of you. Um, specifically, though, you want to pay close attention attention to the. Um, the, the job posting itself, and then also postings on social media of not only the person who you're interviewing with, but the company's social media posts as well. So by the way, these are, so what I'm going to cover here just in a cursory fashion is I'm going to give you a list of, of places that you can go to find information that will help you prepare for that interview a little better. And then we'll, and then we'll end the session and we'll pick up here next week, go over these in a little bit more detail, and then also show you how to answer the, the questions next week when we get back. So one of the things that you want to do is do a Google search for the company name, right? If that's all you do, at least do that. And, and after a cursory search on Google, one of the things that you can do when you do a search on Google is there are different types of, of things that you can look for. Images is the one that a lot of people will kind of search videos. You know, if you're looking for a specific video you can click the video button, there's also one called news though. And if you click the news button, you can, and, and but that's below the search bar, you can find current news studies related to the company that you're you're um, proposing to work for, right? So, and that that's a fantastic way to kind of see what's happening in the organization, or at least what they're, most of the time, if there is a news story about that company, it's because somebody at the company publicized that for a reason. You know, somebody in their media department or marketing department actually put that out to new to the news outlets in order to get that to be seen. So if you if you see something like that, it's usually going to be something that's fairly important to the the organization. Next though, you want to search for the company and then at the like for instance, let's say you're searching whatever the company's name is, just put the company name in and then add the words corporate values or core 
values or something like that at the end of it and do, do a Google search for that. Um, and that's going to help you most of the time if those values are actually listed somewhere on the, most of the time it's going to be on their about page of the, of their website. The bigger the company is, more likely these things are going to be there. If you can find those things, those are golden in the interview process. Cause if you can bring those up and show how the way that you do business is in line with those values, it makes it a much easier to look much less risky the hiring decision for the, the person that's making that hiring decision anyway. Uh, the next thing you want to do is do a Google search for the interviewer, the person who is listed as that is going to be interviewing you, put that person's name into Google, just see what, what pops up. If, um, if the person's LinkedIn profile doesn't pop up, most of the time that pops up right at the top. If they have a LinkedIn profile, it's going to pop up. Um, so, so make sure and click on that LinkedIn profile. You can, at, you can do a, a cursory search for that person and kind of see what, you know, what kind of drives that, that person, um, what, uh, what their background is, school they went to, um, jobs that they've had in the past, all kinds of, of things that will help you you know, perhaps create some type of rapport or at least know a little bit more about the the personality of the person, because a lot of times you can see what they're what they what they're active in, what uh, groups they follow and all that kind of stuff. If there if there's any activity that they've done on LinkedIn, you can kind of see that as well. So you can find out a lot just by doing a, a search. The other thing that's going to happen, though, is that you're going to see a job title for that person, you know, that you're going to find that person's job title in LinkedIn. And this is the absolute most important research thing that you can do. Just copy that person's job title and put that into Google alone, hit enter and see what pops up. Um, the, The reason why this is really important is because when you put a job title into Google, most of the time you're going to find articles that are really geared toward that specific job title. Most of the time it's going to be how somebody with that job title has a problem and these are some problems that need to be solved. So basically, it's a fantastic way to get a list of potential problems that this person might be experiencing. And if you, if your expertise can help that person solve any of those problems, you definitely want to make a note of those kind of things because those are things that you definitely want to find some way to bring up in the the interview when 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 you get there. Okay, so that's just kind of a cursory outlook for those things. We're going to cover those in a little bit more detail and then show you the step-by-step process of how to answer the tough questions when somebody throws one of these things at you. So we'll see you next week on the Fearless Presentations podcast. Bye, y'all. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week. 